0: The thoughts and opinions expressed in this episode are brought to you by the last episode of Survivor's Remorse. This is a true story. To find out what happens happens when people stop being polite, start getting (laughs) real. Welcome, 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 to another episode of The Railroad. This is the second time that I'm doing an episode that's similar to this. Um, this week I won't have a guest on, and it's really just me. And What I wanted to do was uh, talk about the state of my podcast and how I see things. So the last time I had a kind of um, podcast like this, I came more crying about how difficult it was and how things are just uh, not as easy as I expected them and kind of the growing pains and what I expected from people and how it was received and just kind of all of that stuff. And it was a turning point for me. If I'm honest, I think one of the crazy parts about it was that I got really good feedback from people. Um, And I think that was the first time that people actually started reaching out to me to ask me questions or to give me advice that was unsolicited. Um, And when I say people, I mean people that I don't know. Certainly, I have friends who always look out and give me their advice and kind of give me the take on things. So, I know if it wasn't for that one day that I guess I got tired of just... Everything And the pressure of it that I put on myself to be really good at something That I wouldn't be here now So I did the last one, let's say, sometime in the summertime I think Dog Days of Summer, you run out of things to talk about And while I got plenty of ideas and topics and stuff that I want to touch uh, I've been fortunate over the last few weeks to really get some cool guests in You've heard a lot of different voices that you're not familiar with Uh, that have not been on the podcast. And what's cool about that is it's a real organic conversation. Um, It's not forced. Uh, I just had the pleasure of meeting these people through various means and I guess I'm really happy about that, that they will bless me with their voices to come on the pod. Uh, Nobody said anything that was too crazy that'll get them fired, so I feel really good about that. Um, But they were allowed to speak their piece and to have their opinions heard. So... Uh, I think I've stated that numerous times that that's what I thought my mission was. Allow voices to be heard on various things that you just wouldn't hear. We all want these different perspectives, so now you're actually getting a chance. So, listen up for State of the Pod, Volume 2. I'm pretty fortunate that I have a lot of really good friends on my corner. I have friends that can tell me about myself when I'm doing something stupid or I say something crazy, or if I don't understand a reaction or feedback that I might get based on something that I'll say. Uh, for starters, I got a call, or I won't say a call, but I got a text from a buddy of mine. Um, shout out to Jay. He listens to the pod. And he got on me about being upset with people who, when they meet me, they call me Rel. With Rell being my nickname, in terms of endearment, it feels really intimate and close to me. I only really liked it when people that I really associated with called me that. And I felt like if you didn't know me, I wanted you to address me by Darrell. So many people screw up my name. It's Daryl. It's something, but it's rarely Darrell, And so it means a lot to me when people say that. But also listening to what Javari said... The thing that stood out in my mind was I'm building a brand and as I sit here and try to build this brand I can't tell people what they shouldn't call me when the n- title is literally the real world right like it's probably stupid in my mind so shout out to him um, for bringing something to my attention that while I thought it was innocent and me just stating who I am and how I wanted to be respected. I also realized that I sounded probably like an idiot, because I'm telling people not to call me by literally what my podcast name is. I want to say I signed stuff on it. Um, I know my email address is Darrell at therelworld.com, but I probably should have made that rel if I'm honest, or if I'm real, me (laughs) at com would have been better. Um, Feel free to shoot out anything that you want to hear, or just, it's a different way of connecting to me. Um, I think emails are, are dope Because I get a lot of DMs And we've gotten to the era Where I expect Emails to be trash And a lot of times Instead of getting spam It's really nice to read emails From anybody that's listening Whether you have something positive Or negative to say Criticism is just that I've got thick skin I can kind of take it So uh, fire away The topic you want me to touch Somebody that you think I should reach out to To have a conversation with those are the types of things that I love. I've been hungry all my life. Uh, friend number two. I happened to be in Miami a few weeks ago. I believe that's the last time I recorded. It was right after I came back. But what was really interesting about the things that uh, my boy in Miami said, you know, he listens to the podcast. He tells me all the time that you can tell that I use this platform or this medium as something for sort of self-therapy for myself. If there's something that I need to get off my chest, I speak on it. (laughs) Um, And as a person who literally led my life being very guarded, and I wouldn't call it secretive, um, but I kept everything so close to the chest based on the way that I was raised. I wasn't comfortable sharing a lot of things. I was always the person where you would tell me your life story and you barely know about mine. Fast forward life happening, a bunch of things went on. And once I realized that that no longer was just, you know, an easy way to live life, I decided to just become this open book. I don't do everything right. I make plenty of mistakes. I'm not perfect. Family's not perfect. But in all of that, there was a truth and a freedom that I was able to kind of find. I no longer was beholden by being afraid of what people thought about me. Because again, now I just don't care. It is what it is. I'm not perfect. I think that I'm personally a good guy, but I've certainly made mistakes. I think I feel that people are inherently selfish and not that that's malicious, but that people do things that are typically out for self and with their own self-interest in mind. And because of that, I tend to move accordingly. Um, And why that's relevant was because me holding on to my feelings was my version of that me holding on to all of the thoughts that I had was my version of that. And so now, you're getting all of these stories, you're catching all of this emotion that comes from me, whatever my topic is, or how I feel about something, it tends to come out and express itself in my craft. So it's nice that I no longer have the weight of the world on my shoulders. That's why they call me (laughs) Hova. But now I can literally just do what I think that I'm here for. I'm not really sure what my mission is, but I certainly feel like now that the weight's off, I can do probably anything. Finally, I have a third friend. I don't know. If you're listening to this, how can a guy that's you know in his mid to late 30s have so many friends? I don't. But the friends that I do have, I've had them for years. These are people that have been with me through thick and thin. I appreciate each and every one of them. Uh, even if we don't talk all of the time, it's nice to see that people invest in you years later. So last but not least, I've been hungry all my life. one of my homies always talks to me about the way that I try to promote my podcast or my image online. Now as a guy, I could care less, right? Like I think that, If you look at my Instagram page, it's probably a mixture of me hanging out with my nieces or me playing basketball or me doing something that's mundane. Maybe it's even doing something that's fun, but I feel like that actually represents my life. I'm not traveling every week. I don't post mad pictures of food. I've actually had an Instagram account since 2011, I believe. Um, when I lived in L.A., I was the first of my friends to actually get it. So I got plenty of history on it that I didn't necessarily want to delete. So it was hard to to map out a schedule or a plan, because if I'm honest, I never wanted to delete any of that content, because at that time, I felt like that meant something to me. I look at a situation or a platform like Instagram, and I'm able to literally go back And look through my life and how I felt at that moment. I don't know if we use those kind of tools for that purpose enough. Not that I long for something in the past or I'm waiting for a situation that I wish would happen differently. It's not that. But it's nice to see where you've been so that you know where you can go. So um, I say all that to say I finally decided to separate My personal for my podcast stuff. Um, I'm currently going to try to actually build a brand through my podcast Instagram account. It's the real world podcast. If you want to check for me as a regular person, um, feel free to reach out to me at Dash Not Dame. It's Dash underscore not underscore Dame. My nickname happens to be Dash between my college friends. If I think back on it, there's a little bit of asshole in me because I used to not have a filter at all. And because of the way that I would carry myself and talk to people at times, I was looked at as kind of the demon dash of our crew. I was smart, don't get me wrong. But if I popped off and said something, I would probably make you feel really small. I had a thing for belittling people and not that it's something that I wanted to do or I set out to do. I just didn't care fast forward to grown up me I think a lot before I speak I realize the value of words and how words hurt people or how I can use my words to uplift them so I'm that's why I love the name Dash Not Dame shows some growth in where I've been last um, I want to just say how much I appreciate the people that I've never met these are the guys that reach out to talk to me about content talk to me about my episodes talk to me about ideas tell me how much they appreciate the show how much they hate the show it's a lot of people who will reference it in in their own material, shout out to my man Armand I literally spend a lot of time just talking to people and building connections and not because it's phony or I feel like I have to but anytime you're willing to dedicate 35, 45 minutes to, to listen to something, and I say, I would be a fool not to hear your side or to get your perspective on things. And frankly, those are the ideas that help me to become better at what I'm doing. I got my man from Detroit. Uh, his IG name is I want to say it's uh, he has a clothing line called Black Confederacy. We rap about my episodes all of the time. What's cool is his upbringing is so different from mine, but we share some of the same experiences and we're able to rap about those. You know, like I I think stuff like that again is dope. I have no idea how he found my podcast. Never even asked him if I'm honest, but I thought it was cool that I could literally connect with a gentleman that I've never met, never seen before that lives, you know, seven states away in the Midwest. And it could be a genuine, hey, I hope everything's going good with you, man. Like, I think that's dope. I had a conversation with an old classmate where she really asked me, what was my niche? What's my target audience? Who am I trying to talk to? And I started just going back through some of the the messages that I received, whether it was through Twitter or, like I said, IG. Uh, Facebook (laughs) Um, the people that have emailed me and a lot of times it happens to be surprisingly enough men Um, and so I started thinking like and I'm identifying with people who are educated I want to have white people listen to this too so it's no disrespect to them but I definitely know that like my target audience is definitely black men that are educated Probably in that 25 to 42 range. And it's cool that I'm able to speak to them. And a lot of times I feel like I'm speaking for them. I get to say things that a lot of times people feel like they really can't say. Or it might be taboo. And trust me, it probably is taboo. Anytime you hear me say the phrase, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm really about to say something stupid that is usually reserved to be kitchen table talk with your friends but you don't let the outside world hear that my boy wants me to put that on a t-shirt and he said he'll rock it so I feel like I should just get one especially made for him but what's cool about having I guess a group or a niche is that I am able to build something with these people and together they help kind of feed me it's nice getting feedback. <clears throat> I remember when I got my first uh, email, or no, I got my first Facebook message. That literally changed my outlook on everything. It was almost like I'm applying to a job. And you know how it is when you're applying to jobs, it's the black hole of the internet. You're sending them out this sending them out the, just hoping for somebody to hear it and respond back. Fortunately, I started to get people to respond back. Now I finally have people where I can hit up other podcasts and say, yo, it's good? I'd love to collaborate and get you to come on my podcast. And people are actually down. If you remember hearing me last year, um, a lot of the times people that I had on my episodes were friends of mine because I wasn't big enough that I could draw in the other kinds of people that I may want to have conversations with. Now, those same people... Well, maybe I was aiming too big last year. But I'm getting way cooler people to come on. As much as I love my crew, I'm sure you got tired of hearing us either agree all of the time or disagree for the sake of. Although, me and my boy do have a music episode coming up from all of the summer hits. We've just been missing each other with schedules. So, in a perfect society... I would love to have my own Lawrence hive A.K.A. a group of men... Who caped for me... The same way that I caped for Lawrence. Unsecure... I hear a little time... From so many people... yards um, will tell me like... Yo he's a fuckboy... Why would you like him? Lies... That's my man... He got done dirty... And because he was done wrong... He didn't really act right... And as a person who's been hurt before... Who wasn't always proud of their actions... There's a part of me that empathizes with the things that he's gone through. And not that I say that I want anybody that reps for me, but listen, do that. But it's dope. I want a hashtag for myself. I want people to argue when I say something stupid that I didn't mean it as bad as you thought I did. Or maybe I did, but either way, you saw the wisdom from which I was at least trying to make a, a good point. I'm putting myself out there and being vulnerable, there are going to be times where I'm probably going to fuck this up a whole lot, and I'm going to say the wrong thing. I pray that when that happens, people know what's in my heart, (laughs) if you can always use that, but I do hope that people know exactly what's in my heart and in my head, and that the things that I say aren't malicious, so please keep giving me that energy, guys. I am trying to match the energy that you give me and to give it back to you guys at least twofold. You are the reason why I do this and why it all makes it worth it to me. I could not do this without the support that each and every person gives me, whether it's a friend of mine who cops a T-shirt, hashtags it and puts it online or you know listens to the pod, they share the pod people that I don't know that write me things, the people who have never reached out to say anything to me, but still listen and tune in when I post episodes. All of that means something to me. And I just want you to know, I really appreciate each and every one of you. Ball players want to rap. Rappers want to play ball. I just want a podcast. This is Darrell of the Railroad.